in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I'm Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the festive Glenn Stansberry. It's almost two weeks, almost two weeks till Christmas, Glenn. That's right. Two weeks till Christmas. It's, it's right around two weeks till Christmas. This yep. whole, the whole, the fact that we do bi-weekly podcast means that holidays just sneak up on us uh, from time to time now. Catch us by surprise. Well, you know, I, I, I'm so used to thinking, oh, we're going to have six podcasts until Christmas. But really, there's only going to be one more until Christmas. Yeah. So you got to get your uh, Christmas dreams in now. Oh, I'm, I'm working on it. Your Christmas wishes, your Christmas um, hopes, dreams, fears, uh, fears mm-hmm. uh, reconciliations, mm-hmm. failures, mm-hmm. your Christmas failures, <laughs> uh, which I have a lot of. Those usually come on Christmas. <laughs> oh, you didn't want that. Oh. Yeah. I'm thinking more bigger picture. Okay. Like, okay. You know. Uh, the what what is it the uh, John Lennon song? So this is Christmas. What yeah. have you done? Yeah, you look another back year over older. the past year. Another year gone. What have I done? What have I done, Glenn? So this is Christmas. <laughs> Thankfully, we're not there yet. <laughs> I saved that for Christmas Eve. That song where I I get a big bottle of whiskey and I set it down <laughs> on the table. <laughs> Said another year older. What have I done? <laughs> Play it again, Sam. Humbug. Play it again, Glenn. <laughs> oh, anyway, Glenn. Okay, well, I know what I've done this year, Glenn. That's right. And uh, I want to apologize for it. It's mm-hmm. a little site called Gentleman.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to apologize for it. I don't apologize for uh, Gentleman.com. It's a great site. There's it all is. kinds of great stuff on Gentleman.com. And uh, even St. Nick would, is, maybe he is. Look, I don't want to say that uh, Santa Claus He's right. a member of Gentleman.com, mm-hmm. but if he was, I wouldn't be surprised. That's right. Let's we, just say that. Let's. We could just... How about we say that we just get a few hits from the North Pole? I'm touching my nose. In right our analog now. stats. Right. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> and sometimes uh, we leave cookies on Santa Claus's browser. <laughs> <laughs> he eats them every time. Uh, anyway... Uh, let's. We should move on because we don't want to get ourselves in any trouble. Right, we don't right. want any coal mm, no. in our stockings no, this year, no, no. or worse. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a fixing to be worse. Um, <laughs> Reindeer lumps. <laughs> uh, anyway, Glenn. Uh, so what, what? What I was trying to get to the point that I was trying to get to there was that uh, you should stop over to gentleman.com and browse around the site. Uh, get some enjoyment out of it this Christmas season. I know it's a it's a it's a frustrating and uh, you know harrowing time. Christmas is supposed to be fun, but it's also very stressful. You can relieve some of that stress by going over to Gentleman.com, checking out some popular tacks from the week, and it'll make you laugh. It'll make you think. It'll make you cry. Uh, it'll let you experience the whole range of human emotions this Christmas. Uh, and once you're done crying and you want to cry some more, you should go over to podcast.gentleman.com where you can listen to me and Glenn talk for 150 hours. Mm-hmm. Just, you know... Let's say you're at home alone on Christmas Eve. You got no family. You got no reason to live. 
uh, put on the Gentleman Podcast for you 150 got us. hours. You got us. It's like the three of us. <laughs> the very Sitting least. around on Christmas, just, you know, just going through, just, just talking about things. Yeah. I feel like it would be good. It would be good for you. Uh, Our lawyers, I don't think our lawyers would advise that as a good (laughs) therapy in that case, but... We uh, actually have like a warning disclaimer, like you shouldn't listen for more than 10 hours at a time. Right. It could be uh, Uh, hazardous to your health. As, yeah, medical professionals will probably advise you to not listen to the podcast, the gentleman podcast for more than two hours. Right. Hearing loss. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sense of reality. Right. We don't want to be on one of those commercials where they say, have you listened to the Gentleman podcast for more than two hours? There's a class action lawsuit going on. Please be a part of it. Um, but on the on podcastofgentleman.com, you can, you can, if you want to, if you are wanting to live dangerously, you can listen to uh, previous episodes of the Gentleman podcast. You can find out some of the links that we're going to talk about on this podcast today. If you if we talk about something interesting and you want to go, oh, what's that link? We I'm going to I'm going to link that up on podcast.gentleman.com. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the Gentleman podcast, you can do so by sending a letter to PO Box 442305 Lawrence, Kansas 66044. Uh, we will get your letter. We put it up on the Hall slash Wall of Fame, which we know is a Hall of Fame. We will talk about it. We will discuss it. We will think about it. We will reverberate it back to you in the form of a discussion on the gentleman podcast if you take the time and care and effort to send us a letter we will respond on the gentleman podcast and we will send something back to you we will send you back a physical something whether that is i don't know it depends on the tone of your letter um (laughs) and uh if feeling that maybe some reindeer uh yeah reindeer dropping maybe some coal for your stocking Mm -hmm. uh if you if you're failing uh, sending a letter to us, if you want to get in touch with us, but you desperately need to do so in the quickest, like say it's an emergency mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. You, you can't send us a letter because it'll take a few days. If you mm-hmm. need to get if you need to get in touch with us now, you can do so by sending an email to howdyatgentleman.com. Uh, you can uh, go to Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, Plurk, uh, Chidio, Hot or Not, Farmers Only, whatever other social networks there are out there. We're missing a couple. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. anyway, we're there. Yeah, all the all, most of the social networks out there, and plenty some of the, fish, plenty of fish, uh, hot or not, uh, you know, all the all the big social networks, plenty of mustache, playmustache dot com. Uh, go to them, send us a reply or whatever <laughs> the the thing is, and and we'll reply to it. Um, anyway, uh, Glenn, uh, now that all of that business is out of the way. Uh, it's time for uh, the kicking off of the episode, which is the drink of the week. Mm. Uh, this week, I went to the store. I diligently looked through hundreds of beers to try to find what we were going to talk about in this uh, this podcast episode. And I I almost went for a couple Kansas beers, okay? Mm-hmm. I just want to say this really quick because I'm going to call these uh, Kansas brewing companies out on our podcast. Wichita Brewing Company. Uh. Uh, Walnut River Brewing Company. Okay. I almost got your beers, but both of them were in 12-ounce cans in six-packs, and they were $8.99. No. It's boutique, Brian. Now look. It's boutique beer. Tallgrass Brewing Company, which is a proud Manhattan, Kansas brewery that's been around for a long time. Right. And they are... Look, they're notable because they're in a lot of liquor stores. They're not they small are. time. They're big time. Yes. Okay? Uh, guess how much their packs of beer were? Seven ninety nine. So normal. So normal. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, you're sending them about an hour away in yeah. cans. Mm-hmm. Cheaper shipping cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's right down the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know. Uh, so I'm, I'm just what I'm saying here is uh, Wichita Brewing Company, uh, Walnut River Brewing Company. No. no, no can do. No can do. Look, I'll do anything for love. I love Kansas. Yep, but I won't do that. Don't be trying to hoodwink people in Kansas. That's not. That's not cool. Look, we're not in San Diego right now. This isn't Ballast Point. Nope. Uh, this is Wichita Brewing Company, and don't be throwing your nine dollar beer at me. Just because we live in the plains doesn't mean we're plain headed. That's right. <laughs> Guess how much this goose. Island from Chicago. Yes. From the big city. Mm-hmm. Okay. The windy one. Look. Yeah. The windy big city. Right? Right. Guess how much this was? Uh, $8.49. That's, that's a good price. That is the median. Right? This Eight? came all the way from Chicago. It's $8.50? All the way from Chicago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is in bottles. This isn't in cans. <laughs> yep. This is well designed. The packaging is well designed. Yes. This is a unique Christmas festive ale. Mm-hmm. This is not their normal year-round stuff, which brown was ale, normal. Yeah, at the other. Yeah. So, fifty cents cheaper. Mm-hmm. Okay. Look. Mm-hmm. That said, okay, Brian, you, you 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 beat them down, but now we need to build them up. Uh, I was at a bar hanging out with a friend who was in town. Uh, I don't get to see very often my good buddy Dylan mm-hmm. and uh, we went to the local watering hole and played some darts and he uh, ordered a um, a KC Beer Company winter bock and okay. it was on tap KC Beer Company no yeah. I'm okay with them yeah let's not lump them in with these no 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 but this winter bock I don't know if we're going to get a chance to review it I will, if my turn I will try to find it in the six packs but if we can't Everyone should know that this Winterbach is lights out. It is really good. So, let me just say real quick: the KC Beer Company is very good. <laughs> I, I, I am a big fan of there. They yep. have a great Dunkel. Mm-hmm. Try them, okay? Yep. Uh, Glenn, I've been on my soap, soapbox for nearly five minutes now. Okay. Uh, we're gonna have to move on because right. otherwise, people we don't have time. We're gonna lose. We're gonna lose people, and we, <laughs> we're not gonna have a chance to talk about this fantastic Goose Island beer from Chicago that I'm drinking instead of a Kansas beer. Uh, this, Ooh. this is look. I, I, I went off the reservation a little bit on this. I was gonna say, Brian. I didn't look at the statistics. <laughs> I looked at the price and <laughs> and the wrapper. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't look through the whole thing. All I saw was caramel and dark fruit malt flavors, and I thought that, oh, that sounds good. Uh, the problem with that is that this. After I got home and I looked at the um, implications of it. The implications are that it's 7.7% alcohol and 50 IBUs. 50? Yeah. So it's... Whoa! <laughs> so look. Hey. My principles <clears throat> dictated that I use this beer tonight. And now you gotta live with and it. And now we're gonna have to... Both of us. Not just me. I gotta deal with your principles. Now, now. you're... Now we're both paying the price. That's what I'm saying. That's all right. I bet that seven points. This should be a festive podcast. Then. It should be. I hope so. Uh, I thought you were going to mention something about the dark fruit malt flavors. I <laughs> I don't know how this is going to go. I really don't. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Uh, uh, okay. I I don't. <clears throat> we'll find out. Well, we'll put it through the paces. One way or the other, we'll get to the bottom of it. Cheers. Cheers. That is, oh, that is potent. 
Ooh, damn. Woo! <laughs> <sighs> Gosh. Hang on. That's like a... It's a party in my mouth and everyone's invited. That's like eating a, a cookie with two sticks of butter in it or something. And a piece of figs. Something. Golly. Kind of tangy. Ugh. But, I mean, I think that's the alcohol. I think it's the higher alcohol content, maybe. That I'm... This is like drinking three beers in one. It really is. It's like a loaf of bread. <sighs> a loaf of nut bread. Okay, Glenn. Fruit, well, fruitcake. Ugh. I like Goose Island stuff normally. I do. Um, but this is this is pretty... <laughs> this is... This is uh... Now, I want to say about this... It's getting a little bit better, actually. So, so. First, it was quite a shock to the system. Um, I want to say about this that the... Uh, this oh. is a seasonal. And each year, they brew a unique brown ale. Uh, so this is a little bit like Sierra Nevada's Oktoberfest. You know what this reminds me so of, So next... Ryan? What's that? Like a... Like a a, like a trapel, yeah. Like a, like a it's like very a close thick, to that. Well, it's not thick. It's hard to explain. It tastes thick. Yeah, it mm-hmm. tastes like somebody's punching in the mouth. But it's yeah. not bad. Yeah, it, it's a solid beer. It's it's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could definitely have like six of these at a time. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. That would be yeah. That would be the the max. Um, <clears throat> okay, Glenn. Well, if you had to give a rating to these Goose Island festivity ale, what would you? Uh, well, it's hard. This is tricky. It is tricky because this is kind of out of our wheelhouse, and that it's they're, yep. they're they're a little different. Throwing some some things in there that normally, you know, I wouldn't normally go for. Right. Um, I will say that the fifty IBUs, I don't. That's you can't really taste. No, I think yeah, really everything else is kind of. It's the alcohol that's numbing your tongue. Yeah, that's basically. Yeah. Uh, mm. I I don't know. I kind of I, I think I. I think I'm, I think I'm gonna give it a seven point nine. Seven point nine. Mm-hmm. I was gonna go eight one. Mm-hmm. I think the lower price and the yep. high alcohol yep. volume. I yep. mean that, that's you know. I mean, just because something's a high alcohol volume doesn't mean it's a good value. But I was just saying that like a lot of times a higher alcohol volume, there's yeah. a tendency for the company to say like, oh, this is a ten dollar beer. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's unique, festive. It's once a year. Uh, so I'm, I was going to go eight one, eight one, but you know what? It doesn't matter what we say at all because we have the mustache twist scale computer. Yes, we do to empirically judge this beer based on the factors that we have uh, talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to run it down. I'm going to type these into the MTS computer, and then the MTS computer will spit out uh, an empirical rating for this beer. So we said that the price was eight forty nine. Uh, this is a seasonal ale from uh, from Goose Island. Uh, the alcohol by volume is a seven point seven percent. Uh, the IBUs are 50, um, and it is a the hops are English Golding and Pilgrim. I just can't figure it out. Oh, I, every time I take a drink, it tastes different. All right, just let me. Uh, I'm gonna grab this print off okay. from the NTS computer okay. over here. Um, so just take one side. Okay, <laughs> got the uh... got it all sorted. <sighs> okay. I'm going to have to tell that. You know, we just really... It's such a waste of paper to... I don't know. Every time. I can't... Well, we recycle it, but it still feels a little... It's just... I, I never have time to read all these reports, and it's just... <clears throat> anyway. Okay. Mm. Well, uh, I got the report here, Glenn. I flipped through all the charts and graphs, and it, it appears that the Goose Island Festivity Ale actually turns out to be an 8.0. Mm. 
straight up 8.0. 8.0 on the MTS scale. That's a that's a solid beer. That that's solid, and, and mm-hmm. I think that that kind of goes along with you know mm-hmm. it's it's not great, but there's there's some interesting factors to it that push it right around to that score. Uh, as a side note, uh, our friends over at BeerSnob.com, which we know and love, uh, rated it at 8.3. Really. I would have thought it would have been higher at beersnob.com because right. this seems like a snobby beer. But it's not too expensive. But it's not so too expensive. So, yeah. yeah. So, obviously, they were uh, not enthralled with it because it wasn't. Now, if this had been $13, right. I would say ah, it would probably ah. be like a 9 9 or it's something like, like that. Psychological anchoring where the more yeah. it costs, the more is the is the better. You know. Exactly. Yeah, no. Anyway. <sighs> All right, Glenn. Well, let's move on to some interesting posts from gentleman.com in the last two weeks or so. All right. Well, first up, we got a doozy, Brian. Um, Razorback posted something uh, a couple days ago, and yes, we we have we have covered through this podcast and through gentlemen, we have covered some pretty notable and amazing things. Things that you would say, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. That's true, and that's going to happen again mm-hmm. um, when we talk about this tack because it's called, it's titled, "Man Fights Kangaroo to Save His Pet Dog." Right. And this seems like one of those clickbaity articles where you get there and it turns out that the guy, like, you know, looked at the kangaroo and then, like, looked at each other for, like, two seconds and then and they, they ran away. Both ran yeah, away screaming. Exactly. Right. No, no, no. This is, uh, this is, first of all, this happened in Australia. That should give you a clue that. This is serious. This is serious business this because Australians business. Yeah. always seem to go above and beyond what you think they will do. Right. And, um, so. Um, the, uh, it doesn't give the name of the gentleman who was in the Outback. Um, well, that's okay. We don't need to know his name. You go to the article and you're going to see plenty. And basically this man is out in the Outback and he's trying to find his dog and they're in the back of a truck and you can watch a video. It shows the whole thing. They're out there hunting or something. I'm not sure what they're doing. In the bush. Yeah. They let the dogs get ahead of them. Right. And, uh, they're trying to find, and then they see, oh, oh no, the kangaroo's got the dog. And basically, the kangaroo has a dog in a headlock. Right. Now, that was the first thing I'd never seen. And he's standing upright. Yeah, he's just holding them. Right. Like, he's just kind of like calmly, like, got right. this dog. And that, that is enough in itself to, like, <laughs> right. be like, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So the guy hops out of his truck to go save his dog, and he runs up to it, and the kangaroo, like, and the dog kind of wrenches through. Yeah, the, the yeah. kangaroo, I don't think the dog would have got away. Um, he was locked in there tight. Yeah. Um, but the fact the guy ran up to the kangaroo, well, then the kangaroo like kind of let go, of the, shook the dog off, and like stood upright, <laughs> and then like put his dukes up, right? Like he's ready to go. And the guy like kind of walks over to him and just like quick jab, <laughs> quick right jab, and uh, it like and and the best part is the sound. Right. When he hits, he the, gets a he gets a clean hit in on the on the kangaroo's head, and the kangaroo is like it's a stunner. Like he just kind of like. <laughs> He like goes back for a little bit and kind of stands there and then like shakes out of it a little bit. But you could see the stars. Right. And the yeah. guy like is like, "Come on, come on, come on." And then uh, the kangaroo kind of like stumbles backwards and the guy just walks away calmly, like you right. know what he does every day. Right, right, right. And and the and the kangaroo eventually runs off into the bushes. And it, I cried watching it. Tears I, of laughter because I, uh, I know I know animal cruelty. Yeah, I'm not big on that. But I feel like the kangaroo could have taken the guy. I think the kangaroo is going to be fine. I think, yeah. I think it just kind of stunned him a little bit. Yeah. And it kind of like... The thing is, like you could say animal cruelty and everything like that. Yeah. But it stunned the kangaroo and it kind of like calmed everything down for everybody. Yeah. Because if the kangaroo would have gotten like more into it, 
stuff would have had to go down. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. and it wouldn't have been good. Because For anybody. Yeah, exactly. Kangaroos are mean. Yeah. Well, and I mean, so it kind of just, one little punch kind of just diffused the situation a little bit. And the guy was smart enough that he just walked away. Yeah. It's like he, he got a good punch in on the kangaroo. Yeah. And no, then it was it. just like, all right, let's just, let's just I'm call it. it. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, the funniest thing for me was, <laughs> it was so, it was so funny because they, they had commentary on this and, uh, they had a clip of the kangaroo kind of like shaking his head around and then like staring at the guy and the kangaroo just looks like buff as hell. Yeah. He it looks, looks like a, like he's been lifting weights or something. Like he's just weird. Like, so it's like it's so damn huge. And I was like, man, this, I, I would, you know. If I got in a boxing match with this thing, I'd be a little bit a little bit worried. Like, I don't know. He's got some pretty big arms. Uh, and the thing is, this is probably one of the only uh, gentleman attacks in the history of gentlemen that I've commented on twice. Because <laughs> I commented on it once, right when it happened. And the next day, I woke up and I couldn't stop thinking about it. I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I found myself, I found myself up in my office crying, laughing. To myself oh. over just th- how funny it was. It was so... F- it just... The idea of it, everything that happened in the video and the commentary just made me laugh. It just... I couldn't stop laughing. The uh, kangaroo. It's just... Oh, uh, his face after he gets hit is just... <laughs> he's just stunned. Is, he just... Yeah. A stunner. Like, hey, what the... Yeah. Okay. And then he's like, I don't, I don't know what to do with this. I, <laughs> I guess there's I'll... a dog, and I was confused. And... <laughs> I'm gonna back away. Yeah, uh, but anyway, uh, so uh, great post, uh, Razorback. Uh, go check it out. I'm gonna post this on uh, podcast.gentleman.com, and uh, failing that, you can check out podcast or gentleman.com proper, and you can see this video of a man just get it, you know, just to protect his dog. He gets a little. He's got to get a little. It's just a little jab. It's just a. Yeah. It's just like a one. Two, he doesn't lay know. the thing out. And also, you know, for me, watching like cartoons growing up, you think ca- kangaroos are all cute and everything. This is like the Terminator of kangaroos. I mean, he is like... He's buff, man. <laughs> he's like E-Man. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's standing there and I'm like, damn. Like, I... You know. It takes some guts to engage this thing, man. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. Australians uh, are crazy. Well... How many times do we have to say that and prove it? Got to be a little crazy to live out there in the bush like that. But anyway, it's true. Uh, okay, well, moving on, we got another post from our good friend Razorback. Uh, but you know what? Oh. This, this was a great uh, post that we couldn't ignore. No, uh, for very different reasons than the one we were just talking about. This is called Big Mac Creator Jim Delegati dies at ninety eight, uh, and and this is a this is a sad post uh, because. Uh, look, I, I didn't know who this guy was mm-hmm. uh, until I read this article. I'm sad this guy passed away because I love the Big Mac. Oh, wait, 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 wait! Do you get the special sauce? No, I oh, get it without the special sauce. You don't get the Big Mac. No, it's you the Big get, Mac. No, it's not the Big Mac unless you have the sauce. It's it's the altered Big Mac. I can't oh, okay. handle the sauce. It's not. Look, all right, all right. L- let's just uh, we'll agree to disagree. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm not trying to take away anything from Jim. Okay, right, right, right. I, I appreciate. Let me tell you something. I appreciate his creation, mm. uh, not maybe in all its glory, but I appreciate it, and and that's that's my favorite thing to eat at McDonald's. Yeah. So, um, the man was an innovator, and and the great thing about this guy, it's Michael James, and his, you know, nickname was Jim Delegati. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just a restaurateur. He was a McDonald's uh, restaurant owner 
uh, franchiser in Pittsburgh. Okay, he owned a string of McDonald's restaurants, but the thing was, they had this rigid menu, and they were like, "This is the menu. This is what we're gonna do. You cannot waver from this." But Jim was like, "You know, I, I I'm seeing something here. I, I'm seeing. I have a vision for something a little bit different than what's on the menu. Just like one hamburger yeah. and fries." And so he's like, you know, maybe we'll uh, try a little Big Mac action yeah. here. And then he busts, he invents the Big Mac just off the off the cuff. Big Mac. Uh, wild success. Wild success. He owns a bunch of restaurants in Pennsylvania, and he starts using it at all of his restaurants. 47. Uh, thankfully, thankfully, the United States and the world at large can thank McDonald's for having a level head, not being angry at this guy for stepping outside of bounds because he really broke the rules yeah. to do this. Uh, they, they weren't cool with that. But um, he, uh, he, he, he stepped outside the rules of the convention and, uh, and, and, and created something in the Big Mac. And McDonald's, looks, like, look, the proof is in the pudding. It's a big hit. They released it as part of their regular menu and the rest is history. 40 million Big Macs later... Uh, I think that Jim Delegati's legacy is secured. Oh, so. hang on, hang on. No, no, no. Uh, they sell 550 million Big Macs a year. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 40 years later. 40 years later. Yeah, I knew where you were going with that. 40 years later, uh, 550 million Big Macs a year, 17 per second. Uh, so, yeah. Wow. Uh, the, the weirdest thing about this whole thing, though, is mm-hmm. that he never received one red cent from inventing this. Right. Uh, that no royalties. No royalties at all, which is a crying shame. It is. Actually. Uh, I imagine he's doing okay with his 47 McDonald's stores. Um, Brian, here's a couple things that I had, I took away from this article. Right. Uh, that I didn't really, uh, they're kind of buried in here. Uh, one, his son said that Jim ate at least one Big Mac every week his entire life. Well, ever since he created them. Nice. He lived till he's 98. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. longevity... Equals McDonald's. Yep. All right, two. In addition to that, they talk about the fact that he actually was a big... He was like the guy... Um, he, he basically introduced a breakfast service at McDonald's. Really? Yeah. It says you know, he introduced a breakfast service at McDonald's, developing the hotcakes and sausage meal to feed hungry steel workers on the way home from overnight shifts. This guy, we owe him so much. I Brian. love how that's like the last paragraph. I the- know. Oh, and also, you know, McDonald's breakfast, the thing that's yeah. like saving the company right now. The thing that they serve all day now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is created by this guy. But whatever. You know, anyway. Yeah. So, uh, wow. That's that's interesting. It is yeah. funny. McDonald's goes out of the way. It's like, oh, he was legendary. He was, you know, the best. And we didn't pay him anything. Yeah. For, uh, you know. Well, McDonald's, I love you. And I hate you at the same time. <laughs> I can't find a way to quit you, McDonald's. I wish I could, but I can't. And I won't. I can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> Going to McDonald's. No way. Uh, but anyway, I, a, a true... Uh, a true. Look, this is this is an important part of America right here. Americana. Yeah. It really Big is. Big Mac? Think about... Yeah, that's a big thing. So, I, I, you know, these little contributions to society that people make, that people trivialize. I, I'm... Look, I love Big Macs. Oh. And I am so I, I'm sad that this guy's passed away. He it sounds like he lived a long and full life though, and he contributed McDonald's breakfast. And look, if I should be so lucky to contribute as much society as the Big Mac and the McDonald's breakfast, <laughs> I'll look back and be like, yeah, that mm-hmm. was a good life. wasn't so bad. 
No way. Uh, yeah, he he did it all. Did it all. Okay. We so. could have. He could have been our toast this week. I, I I was as soon as I saw that post that you you said we should talk about. Yeah. I, I think yeah. we're gonna have to do a dual post probably. Okay. So anyway. Well, to Jim. Yeah. All right. So Brian, um, the last tech we're gonna talk about mm-hmm. is one posted by the one and only Lachriv. Right. Um. Excellent gentleman member has been posting for uh, has really been on the uptick actually. Yeah. Um. Uh, trending. Trending up. Trending up. Right. Keep it up, I would say. Yes. And uh, Lechriv posted uh, a another food concoction that blew my mind when I saw it. This was this was there. There was a big disconnect from the picture of it. Yes. To the, the final product. But yeah, to the to the actual like seeing it constructed, it, it, it went from this is ridiculous, this can't be good. To right. seeing it made, I was like, well, this could be good. This actually could be really, really. Yeah, it's really got legs. Good. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what? It's called bacon wrap steak breakfast burrito. Speaking of breakfast foods, yeah. And it's just a video. It's like all the all everybody does this now, where they have the the tasty style short video clip. Yeah, it's, it's just, just somebody. Putting everything together in a yep. minute, and it show you how it's done, and of right. course it looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. But what this is is, so you take hash brown, eggs, and cheese, cook them, cook yep. them in a skillet, skillet, cook them up, put them, put them in the, uh, put them in a burrito, right, and then you, you got the steak that you grilled up on right, the side, right, some steak. You get a wrap, you put that in there too, right. Roll it all together, mm-hmm. and in then a tortilla in a tortilla, and then you lay out a lattice. Of, right. That's not a lattice. A lattice would be it's interconnected. Like a, it's just like strips one on top of each other. It's like a it's like a cocoon. Oh, is it is it woven? I, I don't think so. I don't know how they construct the actual. It's a bacon cocoon. Cocoon is what's happening. Looks like they're just laid out in front of on, like one on like shingles, kind of like yeah. Wrap and, it up in there, and you wrap the burrito up in bacon and bacon, and then you fry it in a skillet. Right. And and that looks kind of weird when they're doing that. Yeah, uh, and it would yeah. take a lot of. You'd have to fry all the sides and make sure right. nobody gets you know food poisoning. Right. But when they cut it open and you look at the inside of it, it looks freaking delicious. If you think about all those components together, oh yeah, the cheese, the scrambled eggs, the hash browns, the mm. steak, the bacon, the tortilla. It's oh man, it, yeah. I think it, the comment from Chriv on the on the tack actually was at first glance I was a little revolted by this, but on second thought. I imagine it would taste pretty incredible. And I think that's a great way to sum it up. Yep. Um, because I had the same vibe when I was looking at it. I was like, well, this looks kind of gross. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, this could be actually really... <laughs> this is not gross. Not gross at all. I would love this. They um, also top it with guacamole. Yeah. Which, which looks weird. Weird. Yeah, it's kind of... But... Bacon and guacamole. I don't know. It's kind of... Yeah, I don't know. I'll try anything once. And I'll look, certainly try this at least once. The important part is that there somebody out there is willing to try this. Somebody out there is willing to wrap a burrito, a steak burrito, in bacon and, you know, put the, it out there. So, and that somebody in question is Food Steez. I don't even. I, I, it doesn't matter who it, it doesn't is. Doesn't matter. Just go. Just go to gentleman. Yeah, just go to gentleman uh, or podcast at gentleman and I will link it up. Um, but. There's no real specific instructions on how to do this. It's all visual video thing that somebody's compiled, but, but you know. It is seared in my mind. The, the matter, yeah, that's a good point. Look, all I care about is that something like that bacon wrap burrito mm. is out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, you know, just makes me more confident about the world. 
in general. In a and time when everything's kind of upside down. Topsy turvy. You know? Who knows what's going to happen next? But we know that there's a steak burrito that's wrapped in bacon that somebody's made. That gives me hope this Christmas season. Uh, it does. Exactly. Um, and speaking of which, Glenn, it's time for the uh, Gentleman Toast this week. Mm, okay. And uh, we, we talked about uh, Jim Delegati earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, this could have easily gone to him. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and I'm going to, I will actually say that we should dual toast this. But um, I happen to be on a random internet site this week that wasn't gentleman.com. Surprisingly, there's other sites Whoa. out there that aren't gentlemen. And I browse them from time to time. It's a little bit embarrassing <laughs> for me to admit, but sometimes I do. Go to other sites besides gentleman.com. Gmail.com. And I, I have, I happen to, I happened upon a blog from someone that I didn't expect to have a blog. And not only did I not expect him to have a blog, but I didn't expect it to be like really compelling and interesting. And uh, this is uh, a blog called Gates Notes. And it is Bill Gates' blog. And um, I, I started thinking, what do you do when you're a billionaire co-founder of, or you're a billionaire founder mm-hmm. of Microsoft, uh, the probably most important tech company of uh, the last 30 years? Right. And uh, what do you do when you retire? Uh, well, he's got a blog, and it's kind of like, you know, talking about some of the stuff he's doing. And uh, he's rec- he's recommending books, which is cool. Uh, the, one of the other things that he's doing is he went to go check out... This is really interesting. Uh, one of the biggest problems with... Uh, I, 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 just, just a sampling of his post on his, on his blog. One of the biggest problems with uh, using or creating public bathrooms in India is that a lot of people won't use them because they're so terrible smelling. Yes. And so he was visiting with a company that was trying to combat this by creating fragrances that were supposed to alleviate this problem. (laughs) And he has this whole blog post about how he went to the factory where they're making these fragrances to check in on their progress. Because these are the things that you do when you're the co-founder, when you're the founder of uh, Microsoft and you're retired and you have billions of dollars and you're investing in making the world a better place, you go and check up on companies that are making fragrances to right. cover up the smell of poo in India. Right. Uh, and his blog is littered with this stuff. Good uh, words there. Yeah. But, no, I, 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 but I actually really did think that was interesting. And it's really cool that he's, he's willing to bring attention to these things right. that are not cool or fashionable for a, you know, a tech CEO to, to talk about. But he's like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to write my blog about this thing that I think is important, and it's embarrassing, and we're going to talk about, you know, this uh, perfume that's supposed to mask the smell of poo in, in bathrooms in India. But it's important, and, yeah. you know, we need to talk about it. So we're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write a blog post about it. Right, because this whole thing is about, he and Melinda are all about helping humanity going right. forward. That's, yeah. And the, the bigger thing with the perfume that smells like poop is that people aren't pooping in bathrooms which means they're pooping somewhere else exactly and that's that's not good for exactly right causing problems exactly yeah he's got a ton of posts about stuff like this he's got books he recommends uh i just found it really cool that bill gates is out there still you know he's publishing a blog that that it has some great stuff on it he's not embarrassed about talking about any of this stuff he's it's all about improving the world yeah, and trying to, to help people get better at stuff, and uh, I think that's really cool. He's pretty self-deprecating, which I really like. Yeah, mm-hmm. he doesn't take himself seriously. Nope, he's like one of the richest or the richest guy in the world. I, I can't I don't remember. Know. I don't yeah. know. 
Yeah. He's in the top three. Right. And this guy's, you know, sniffing poop. Basically, right. Yeah. Just to help other people. Right. So there's um, another. I, I remember a presentation he did where he was in a boardroom trying to get money to combat, <clears throat> I think it was malaria. And he had this, uh, he had a, he brought in a vial, this like vial. Mm. He sets it on the table and he, he opens a lid and all these mosquitoes fly out of it in this closed conference room with like these <laughs> super rich people. And it's like, right. this is, uh, this is your worst nightmare. Because yeah. this is how malaria spreads, and he's like talking about everything while these mosquitoes are flying around, you know, like <laughs> just swatting at him, and right, you know, I mean, just stuff like that. Like, yeah, he doesn't care, right? I, I love it. He's out there, excellent uh, toast, out there doing it. Yeah. So anyway, um, and, and nobody in history, sorry, but nobody in history has given away as much right money. resources as they ha- as their family has. Well, I would say you know probably a, a rival to Bill Gates in that regard might be Carnegie. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Carnegie basically was one of the original guys that had the idea that he would make a bunch of money and then find a way to give yeah. most of it back. That's true. Almost all of it. Um, and so, but I think Gates is probably in the same, if you, you know, yeah. And same we, vein. Yeah, yeah. And Lawrence, we actually have a Carnegie, uh, Car- Carnegie, we have a Carnegie Hall. Yes. Which is not the same as Carnegie Hall in New York, but, it, right. it, but. Didn't it used to be a library though in, in town? I think Maybe. it's meant to be a library. I'm, like I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knowledge or yeah, whatever. But yeah, um, who anyway. cares about that guy? Yeah, talk about Bill Gates. Yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe next week I'll I'll talk <laughs> about uh, Carnegie. But um, uh, anyway, uh, Bill Gates. I, it's one of those things that a happy accident on the internet where I like happened upon his blog. I started yeah. reading it and I was like, this is actually really great. I was really surprised by how you know cool yeah. his blog is, and that's all he's doing. He's just Sitting around, writing his blog, enjoying life, and helping people in the world. You know, yeah. Can't really take away anything from that guy. That's 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 great. But anyway, um, so a uh, toast to uh, Bill Gates and Jim Delegati. That's right. The Dooley. All right, Glenn. Well, that means it's time for uh, <clears throat> the... Mm. Hot Button Topic. Uh, and this week, Glenn, um, there is a, uh, there's a, a little company called Amazon mm. and we've talked about them once or twice Heard on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, book company, they, they are, but they sell books. Yeah. Um, and they have come up with this technology that was just announced this week. And, uh, basically it allows you to look, I like to shop. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like to go to the store and buy the like pick up the thing, mm-hmm. but then the problem is once you pick it up off the shelf, you got to walk to the register and you got to take a card out and you yeah. got to swipe it and then you got to walk out the door mm-hmm. and it just seems so. Mm-hmm. There's so many steps, mm-hmm. you know. It would just be way better if I could just like go pick the thing up and then run out the door, right? You know what I mean, like as fast as I could. <laughs> And uh, that's that's what Amazon's come up with next. They've come up with the technology so that you can walk into a store, pick something up off the shelf, put it in your pocket, walk out the door, and you've paid for it. Wow. <clears throat> that's pretty powerful. It's powerful stuff. It's next level stuff. It's what I have started to expect from Amazon. Yep. Because they, they... I don't know. I think that in the last year, or maybe two years... They've turned the corner where they've just started saying screw it. 
we're just going to start doing stuff. Like, it doesn't matter what the stuff is. Like, we're just going to start doing crazy things. And maybe it'll work, or maybe it won't. If it doesn't, it doesn't matter. But we're going to just, like, start doing weird stuff. Because they've been talking about... See, the thing is, like, they've been talking about doing physical stores for a long time. Right. And now we're finding out what they're trying to this do. This is why they're waiting. Exactly. Yep. They're doing physical stores because they're going to do their, sh- their, their shopping technology that they want to put in every physical store in the world so that they can get the data and information from every purchase. That, that was happens. my next question. So yeah. any merchant could use this mm-hmm. in theory. So like so they want to do local hardware store could have all their products through Amazon. Right. In inventory essentially and just walking right. in and out. <laughs> they want to get all the data. That's what they want. Local business. It's smart. Wow. It is well and then very if, smart. If you look at them putting it in like Target or something like that. Then they're getting all the data. They're sharing it with Target, of course, but they're getting all the data themselves too. And and Target is happy about it because they have a better experience. Yep. There's no more line. Oh, yep. but then a lot of people lose their jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. That's the McDonald's problem. You know, I. Yep. Like, I saw. I saw something that somebody famous said that the that it wasn't going to be immigrant labor that killed the middle class. It was going to be basically AI. Yeah, that you know all these jobs, you know, checkout, mm-hmm. um, cashiers, yep. or you know, yeah, it's all it's all going to be automated. It's all going to be irrelevant at some point. Yeah. Anyway, well, I think yeah, and I, that's a, that's an implication of this. Um, sure, you know, just being able to pick something up and walk out right. with it that that would be a great experience. I mean, right. as a consumer, that would be right. awesome. Um, I know why Amazon is doing this. Yeah, they're getting the data. Yep, they're they're they want to know who you are. Yep, what you're buying from this. They mm-hmm. want to know everything about you mm-hmm. because they know that's the end game. Yep, the more you know about each individual person, that's what all the, like Amazon, Google, Apple. Apple's been kind of cool about it actually. They they the way that they they're approaching this is like more reserved. But Google, Amazon, you know, Facebook. All those companies are all like they're all competing against each other to find out as much information about you as they possibly can. It's a tangent, but Apple, they so if you, I have an iPhone, right? I've never put where my home is on my phone. I've okay. never put where I work or whatever. Yeah. And I'll get in the car and it says, "Hey, you're four minutes from work right now. Uh, tra- traffic's cool. Just go here and here and here." And like, hey. Yeah. How do you know I work there? Hmm. And how do you know? Yeah, does that not never happen to you? No. Oh, do you man. use Apple Maps? Because I don't. Um, not usually. I usually use Google Maps. Um, Apple back, Apple Maps. Fool me once. Yeah. Shame on you. Fool me twice. So wh- where is it that Apple's telling you that? It's when I like when I would get in the car to go to work. It would say, I think it figured out what time it was and what time I normally went to this place every day. So my point is that it knows where I'm going every day. What app is it though? It's Apple Maps. Oh, but it's like a push notification that says, "Oh, <laughs> no, that never happens to me." Huh. Yeah, and it says, "Oh, hey, you're you're seven minutes from home right now. Traffic's cool." Okay, and you're like, "Uh, right." It's but I mean, it knows where I am every night. You know, it's safe to assume where I spend eight hours a night in one stationary place is probably right. where my home is. Right. Sleeping. I feel like, yeah, and the other... That's inter- fine, I guess. The but. other interesting thing is that, uh, you know, both Amazon's Alexa mm-hmm. and uh, 
Also, uh, Sorry, Google's home. <laughs> Google's uh, home thing that they're at. There, there was an interesting article on Wired today about how they listen all the time. Mm-hmm. So they're always listening. You know what I mean? I always like recording. It. Yeah, it's a little <sighs> weird. But uh, the, the the Wired article actually made the point that should you be really uncomfortable with this? Only if you're really uncomfortable about using Gmail, because Google. Google was taking all that text communication and doing stuff with it. Yeah, but everything you say. Yeah, everything you say seems a little weird. Because then I mean, I mean, I get the Gmail con- yeah, argument, right. but I have to think about what I type before I type it. Right. There are some things that I've said that I'm not proud of yeah. that anybody could take. Right. You know, face value and say, right. "Oh, you know, you're." Imagine uh, if yeah, I mean, you're I've an identity clone. So I've got two Alexa devices, mm-hmm. one in my living room and one in my dining room. And what if everything that I've said over the last two years yeah. could just be cataloged, um, searched for keywords, mm-hmm. and you know just re brought up mm-hmm. and said like, "Well, you said this, didn't you?" Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're on trial, court, court transcripts. Yeah, if you're on trial for something. Well, did, or, did you did you not say this? Yeah. Well, we've got a recording of it that says that you said this. You know, uh, I mean. Think about everything that you say in two years, like, and the jokes that you make and all that stuff and how that could come back to just haunt you if somebody had a recording of everything that you say. I guess that would be, I mean... I'd like to think that I don't have anything that somebody could really... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Sure. But but and there's also... Out of context, I feel like, you know... Yeah. And this is also recording. So, like, your devices are recording... With the knowledge that this isn't public information. So, like, if you, right. if you record it out in public and say something, well, that's public. The idea is that you're assuming it's like that wire no one else will ever get access to that information. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we've seen over and over again how that's People not really do? true. Yeah, exactly. How many times have iPhones been hacked and yep. iClouds? And- well, and I mean, what, what about, you know... Government, right? Asking to say, well, Freedom of, or not, um, we know they have, we know they have microphones in their house already, so we want to access those microphones. Patriot Act, exactly. Yep. So, I mean, how far is that from being mm. a real thing? Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, the good part about it is that now, when you know, if they tap my house, all they're going to hear is like annoying episodes of the Gentleman Podcast, <laughs> and so they'll. Quickly, Are you complaining to Laura about quickly? Me? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, they that lose interest. They'll be like, oh, this is boring. So, <laughs> we don't need that. There's nothing in here. Yeah. Though, I mean, they could just do a keyword search for whatever they needed. And yeah. They wouldn't have to listen to it all. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. But it's interesting because, you know, the, the Amazon thing kind of brings that up, too. Because the whole, they're not doing this to help people's convenience. They're Mm-mm. doing it to get into... They already know online, for the most part, what you're looking at. Because they know... They're probably one of the major... Places that you go to look up stuff to buy. Mm-hmm. So they already know that part of it. Mm-hmm. But they're looking... They know there's a huge chasm of stuff that they're missing. They don't know what you go to Target and go look for. Right. So that's what they want. Is that they want that whole picture of who you are as a shopper. So they can take that and really help you by giving you ideas for products that you yeah. should be buying. You know what I mean? I will say the first thing I thought of that was appealing this whole shopping new shopping experience is that there are some things that are uncomfortable to buy yeah uh, with somebody scanning the item you, you right. put it on the counter right. and the person behind you seeing right. what it is and right. they're taking it and looking at it and scanning right. it and putting it in a bag and like right. mm-hmm. cocking their head sideways at you right and, like your huge tennis shoes yeah. that you buy yeah. 
Hemorrhoid yeah. cream. Right, exactly. Yeah. Tidy whities Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> I mean, if they're white, nobody bats an eye. You get the floral print. Right. And then it, everybody, you know, yeah. it's a big deal. It's embarrassing, yeah. The Calvin Klein underwear. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Look. Yeah. I have a skin condition. Right. It has to be silk. Right. Or, you know. Right. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. There's some, yeah. Uh, so you could, yeah, being able to just, like, the 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 1% of yep. things that you buy, that, that could be helpful. Uh, yeah. So that that part would be just fantastic for me. Right, exactly. Because you just walk out. You, whatever. <laughs> Maybe you yeah. buy a Nintendo Classic and you just walk out with it. That would be, that would be great. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, Glenn. We'll, we'll see. Uh, th- this isn't actually any technology anywhere real now. Mm-hmm. They, although they said, I think, I believe I read that Amazon was going to come out with um, convenience stores themselves where they were going to test this technology and, and do it. So, um, Somebody, you, you posted the tactic about this on Gentleman, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Demon yeah. posted a, a fun little comment that said... Uh, you know, we already have this version running around in our in our local Kansas City stores. Uh, kids have already taken advantage of this technology, and they're just right. grabbing stuff in their pockets and walking out. Yeah. So apparently, we've already got some some right. test sites for in them. Kansas yeah. City. Yeah. So um, it uh, is very it is very shoplifting like. It is. Um, the only difference is that Amazon gets all your data and you pay for it. Here's my question: I have a two year old. Yes. Uh, almost three. Tomorrow she turns yep. three. I take her to the store with me to this Amazon store, and she grabs something. Right, walks out with it. Do I get charged for that? How, how do they know it's her though? How do they yeah. know she's with me? Computer vision. Uh, I guess they have cameras everywhere to watch her. I don't know how it all all the work, so stuff weird. works. It is it's crazy. Here's a different question though. Okay, will your youngest daughter ever have to go through a shopping line? Right. That is the craziest thing. I mean, we already have self-checkout at a lot of stores. Yep. And this is going a step beyond that. Yeah. She, it's a, there's a very good possibility that she will never know what going through a shopping like, go, a like checkout, go, checkout yeah. line is. She won't know what a checkout line is. She won't, know, she won't have to like manually drive a car. Nope. Um, never. Gee, what else? Uh, a lot of stuff. Oh, like at McDonald's, so to show up and... Uh, Hello. Here's your order. Uh, what is it in Back to the Future 2? <laughs> I was just thinking about that. There'll be like a Max Hedrum uh, person behind yes. the counter. Yeah. And they'll yeah. like serve her and everything like that. Yeah. It'll be exactly like that. What is the order? You and she'll get on her hoverboard and yeah. then she'll like, you yeah. know, fly out of there. Mm-hmm. So, um, you have to use your hands? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, that's a good possibility. Oh, man. Strange times. It is strange times. Um, anyway, Glenn. Well, so that's yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I think, I think the more and more data that that pe- that these companies try to take, I think eventually there's going to be a, a tipping point where people are going to stand up and say this is this is not cool. Mm-hmm. I think they're getting away with it right now because people are unaware of kind of what they're giving up mm-hmm. for the tech that they're getting. And I think there's going to be a point where that's going to come to light. There's got to be some oversight. Yeah, that's the, that's the whole rub. You, yeah. you, what do you give up for convenience? Right. right? Exactly. You give up data. Uh, the idea of somebody being privy to everything that you write, say, do, all that stuff is kind of scary. And it's a corporation. It's not like it's a 
a, 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 yep. a, a branch of the government. It's right. like some. Uh, it's Jeff Bezos, basically. Right. He's, Deciding kind of what. Yeah. Jeff could just go in the old user logs and yeah. if he wanted to. What's right. to keep him from doing that? We love you, Jeff. Jeff, you're the man. Uh, I think I love you. Uh, anyway, <laughs> all right, Glenn. Well, uh, I I have two Amazon devices. I have a. I have a Cortana, which is a uh, Xbox, uh, or a, sorry, and a Microsoft device. I've got wow. Siri. I just got an Apple TV. So now I've got a Siri device. So in my living room, I'm going to have a Siri, <laughs> an Alexa, and a Cortana, and they'll all be listening to me. So just in case we need backups of the Gentleman Podcast, we'll have three, we'll have three different uh, devices listening to us at all times. Good. So That's good to know. Be careful what you say uh, oh, while you're boy. at my house. Uh, Three open mics the entire time that you're here. It's like Watergate, except at my house. Yeah. And it's Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and no one cares. Right. I, that's what I'm. That's what I'm banking on. Yeah. Is the fact that I say so much boring, insignificant stuff that no one's going to care. Right. What I say. Yeah. Until they need to. Until they need to. Yeah. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, that. Uh, that's a little glimpse in the future. Wow. A scary, scary future. Uh, and speaking of scariness, Glenn, it's time for the uh, questions from the gentleman mailbag. Right. Uh, this week, Glenn. And uh, we are uh, an officially three weeks away from Christmas. I know. Three it's... short weeks, and Christmas will be here. And uh, it's a happy holiday time. It is. And uh, what goes along well with happy holidays is happy holiday food. That's right. And um, so anyway, I was, I was curious, Glenn, what, uh, what's your go-to, like if, if, if there's going to be a holiday spread with snacks galore, what oh. would be your go-to uh, holiday snack that you would uh, All right. gravitate towards? All right. I have two. Well, I have a food and I have a drink. I think we've. I think I've been on record here before talking about eggnog. My affinity for eggnog. Yeah, well, because you make you make your own. I slow make my roasted own egg, eggnog. There's yeah. slow roasted eggnog, and then I also will do the raw egg eggnog, mm-hmm. um, which Depending I tell people, people that. Yeah, and they're not cool with it. Right. This really bothers people. I, I think I would be okay with trying it. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, if you look at numbers, like salmonella is very small. It's really. But it's I'm like more overblown. likely. I've given myself food poisoning um, from. Handling pork, basically. I was cooking. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah, it just right. it happens. Yeah, exactly. And so, but so, someone yeah. else, Anyway, so... Yeah. If it's good enough for Rocky... Yeah. It's good enough for me. Right. So, uh, I, I love eggnog. I love all sorts of eggnog. I like making the eggnog because it's less, you know... There's less sugar in it, basically, and less yeah. stuff. Like, I yeah. can, can kind of control the process. Right. Um, but I love, I love eggnog. And then... Um, my one of my favorite foods in the entire world is the yogurt dip pretzels, the white pretzels. Oh my gosh, mm. I could eat. I could eat those for every yeah. meal, like nonstop. Yeah. I would puke and rally. Right. I would eat more. Right. I just whenever I have to, like I can't help myself. Around right. Them. They're that's cool. a good choice. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Love them. Okay. Yogurt. Pretzels. Well, I think that's what they're called. I mean, yeah. it's just whatever no, I, the vanilla. Yeah, I gotcha. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. N- not yeah. chocolate. No, no, no. Yeah, you're not. You're not a chocolate. Mm-mm. Vanilla. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that, that, very that, specific. That's interesting because I, I was gonna go with chocolate what? pretzels. Yeah. Really? Yes. This is. 
Now, Glenn and I didn't talk about this beforehand nope. Nope. at all, but nope. uh, that would be chocolate dipped salty pretzels. Yes, is I I'm on board with this. My my story about this, which look, I, I don't know how festive chocolate salty pretzels are. Who cares? I don't. Yeah, I'm sorry. But he, okay, here's the thing. I used to date this girl that um, <laughs> her family. Uh, on Christmas Eve, the tradition was you don't have a big meal or anything like that. You have a bunch of like this huge spread of snacks, like snacks, oh. snacks. Like, on so, Christmas, a Christmas Eve. Oh, Christmas! Yeah, Christmas yeah, yeah, Eve. Yeah, yeah. Okay, everything's closed, right? So sure, you make you, do. You make do by making chocolate covered pretzels, mm. um, nachos. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. you go to. Go down the line. Well, all the all the different bad snacks that are just terrible for you, but mm. you love them. You know oh. what I mean. No matter what that that's that's the gist of it. Is that Christmas Eve is like all these terrible for you snacks on a big spread, and you just walk by and you just pick up all the snacks that you you love. You know. Yeah. Uh, and it was great, except it made me sick to yeah. my stomach. Yeah. Because I yeah. can't eat stuff like that. You can't. Nobody can. You can't go through your whole year and not, I mean, eat a little bit of that stuff, and then one night eat a ton of it right. and feel okay. You feel terrible. Shock it's in the awful. system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So don't ever do that. But And the next morning, well, you, you know. I don't want to get into any of that. I'm but just saying. The point is, point is, it sounds good on paper. And I'm like, <laughs> it was a good idea. But in reality, it was not a good situation. But the one thing that I will say is that if there was one thing that I could take away from that time, it would be the chocolate covered pretzels. Yes. Yeah. They're they're very good. I, I I'm not going to discriminate. I love chocolate covered pretzels, yeah. but I love vanilla pretzels. So is it is it like white chocolate or is it yogurt? I don't know. Okay. I've Whatever the call, white version. Yeah. Of the whenever pretzels. you dip it in, it's okay. like. So you it's like, like ebony and ivory. Right. So yep. Yeah, ebony yeah, okay. You like tomato, I like tomato. <laughs> right. right, okay. Let's call the whole thing off. Right. Um I was gonna say, Brian, I would be I just remembered this as you were talking, I would be remiss if I, I did not mention my wife's jam sticks. Oh, well that's I didn't even think about that. Oh yeah. she hasn't she didn't make them last year, I don't think. Yeah. Um or well, anyway. So jam sticks are it's like a cookie with strawberry jam. Uh, in it on a cloud, yes, <laughs> and then with drizzled with, with angels, bring r- it in, yeah. on a cloud, and then present it to it you. It is divine. <laughs> it is divinity, and you uh, die happy. That oh night. man, I yeah. I love I love you. You've had them. I have. They they're, are they're, they're some of the best cookies that have ever been conceived by mankind. They really are, and yeah. they're they're you 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 hear them, you hear the description, you're like, eh, okay. They're yeah. they're very unique. I don't yeah. know, I don't know how to really describe it's, them. It's like a it's like a it's like a a, a, a not a sugar cookie. No, it, it, it's like a, a biscuity kind of thing. Yeah, with a dollop of uh, strawberry jam in the yeah. middle, and then drizzled with icing. Like a yeah, like a like a, yeah. a white icing. Uh, they're they're delicious. I don't even know how oh. to yeah. Uh, you, oh. Everybody out there will probably never be able to have them. So poor I'm sorry. <laughs> more uh, for us. Yeah, more for us. <laughs> Too bad for you. Anyway, That's all right. 
Uh, well, that's all right. Okay, so yeah, jam sticks, the, the important, yeah, omission there. Yeah. Between those two things, though, yeah, I say. Yeah. Uh, but so, I mean, you, I mean, like, yeah, you got the, you mentioned uh, the summer sausage is, a, is also oh, a yeah. kind of traditional kind of Christmas. I've made thing. my own summer sausage. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's a joke in there somewhere, but yep. um, I, uh, yeah, it's, it's actually not that hard, and it's good. Yeah. But, yeah, summer sausage know. is good. Yeah. Cheese, you know, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't Do know. Do you have any other ones? It's I don't know what Christmassy kind of things are. To me, Christmassy is kind of like yeah. snack stuff. I yeah, never, yeah, I never really had the big Christmas dinner kind of thing. You really? I mean? Yeah. Um, what about like a like caramel corn or like tubs of yeah? That's oh, another kind of thing. Corn. Yeah. Um, did you get when you were growing up? Did you have like big Christmas dinner with the turkey and the okay ham? Okay, I used ham for ham. Christmas and turkey okay. for Thanksgiving. Okay, yeah. But I did. I do, I have. I know some people that do uh, the non-traditional. Well, shoot, even our family did it this year with a brisket. Like I smoked a brisket for Thanksgiving. That'd be, that'd be good. But they do chicken fried steak, which is a solid choice as well. That is, yeah. <laughs> so I think probably any kind of big meal is be. Thanksgiving's hard to deviate from. Yeah, but Christmas is kind of like open season. You can kind of do whatever you want. Oh, uh, my mom makes homemade rolls. Yes, that are yeah. Wow. Rolls, yeah, I can see that. Like crescent rolls, basically. Yeah. yeah. So there's lots. I don't know. I'm trying to think of other. The, yeah. It, it just seems like Christmas has these snacky. I feel like your. I feel like your Christmas is in the eye of the beholder. That's right. Like whatever your family tradition was, yep. whether it was, it was like maybe that was ham, maybe there's turkey, maybe it was a pizza growing up. You know. That's right. Uh, whatever that was probably sticks with you, and mm-hmm. that's what you were. I think Christmas is really a time that's really. Uh, influenced by when you were a kid and what you experienced and what you remember and what you want to like kind of revisit yeah as an adult yeah like I know for me like I like to be feeling like a kid during Christmas time so yeah yeah I mean just you know some of the, the wonder and all so, yeah just some of the the things that you like Christmas was such an important time when you were a kid you know yeah. like it was like the base time of the year yeah and the older you get the farther away you get from it but if you can find some little thing to kind of remind yourself of it I think that's you it's know. true when you're older you have to buy presents and you have to yeah you know you don't get school Christmas vacation nope <laughs> well yeah, <laughs> I, I think I might go on Christmas vacation this year. Actually, <laughs> well, you deserve. I'm going to be gone for three weeks and uh, just be laying on the couch. Just leave the lights on, Brian. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Hopefully, uh, Laura will just cook me uh, <laughs> dinner, chicken fried steak. Yeah, some pretzels. Uh, anyway, yeah, we'll see. Well, we have one more podcast before Christmas, so we that's can, right. That's right. We can't get our we can revisit too ahead of ourselves here. We can revisit the Christmas time. Mm. Before all that stuff happens. Uh, anyway, Glenn. All right. Well, that was episode 103. 103. Um, 103 episodes. 103 hours or more of us talking. Certainly more. Uh, it's very surprising and probably very boring. Uh, thankfully, we never have to do that. We never have to do that again. We never have to revisit that. That's right. Uh, just set it and forget it. We just set it and forget it. We never have to re- re- revisit it. No looking back. Uh, nope. It's, always, it's all about looking forward. There's, and, a good, there's a good quote I'm forgetting right now about looking forward. Yeah. Yep. I'm not, mo- I'm not moving backwards. I'm moving forwards. Regarding the Gentleman Podcast, don't look back. Look forward. Oh, Brian. I'm going to write this down. Don't. Hang on. Where should I put this? 
Where's my chisel? The future is. <laughs> no. uh, the future is now. Anyway, uh, yeah, don't don't look back. It's like uh, being on a cliff or something like that, you know, for the people that are listening to the podcast. Don't look down. <laughs> look up. Look, look anywhere up. but down. Subscribe to the podcast. Look yes. up and don't look down. Yes. That's what I would say. That would be my advice. Anyway, Glenn, uh, that's it for my advice. Uh, and I am Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Sansbury. We'll see you in two weeks for the pre-Christmas episode of Gentleman Podcast 104. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Humbug. Humbug.